Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Born Yesterday, a podcast experiment in which I and Andy Barr... Hello, that's me. ...have been cloning ourselves. You are right, Alexander, we have. We have been cloning ourselves and we have given those clones a little challenge, which is to familiarise themselves over 24 hours with three separate things from human experience. And then we've invited some special guests to explain things to the clones with the understanding that the clones only understand... The three things that they've been given. One day, this summary will get pithier. Mm. The three things in this episode are... Popeye. A hog roast. And Birmingham New Street Station. Andy. Yes. Were you to need to become strong to overcome an obstacle in your life? Mm. Um, You might like to have a think about what that obstacle would be. Yeah. Big Uh, rock. Just in your way. Yeah. And you can't go around it. Well, no, I would make my brain stronger so that I would have the capacity to go round it. <laughs> or for that to occur to me, rather than just butting my head up against the rock or trying to climb it. Yeah, I don't know if... if, if I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you can make your brain stronger. It's a, I'm going to say that it's a muscle. <laughs> The brain is a muscle, <laughs> and I, you can train it. I don't know. At, if... Or you can get round training with the drug from the film Limitless. <laughs> I don't know if you can um, insult your friends at the gym by going, well, it looks like someone skipped brain day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this yeah. is incidental. Yeah, it is, yeah. Or, or you could be, you could just, there could be a machine at the gym, mm. which is just... Um, Maths. 
<laughs> get on the maths machine and do that for. <laughs> I'm picturing a twenty reps, a massive abacus. Is what I'm picturing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that would be both, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I would quite like to see that. As a big fan of World's Strongest Man, as we all know, mm. um, I would love to see the Atlas Stones in some way integrated into a large abacus-like construction. So say you have a problem. Yeah. Um, what thing would you like to consume to suddenly become powerful? And for this to be a known thing about you, that, oh, Andy, when he... When he wants to become strong, he uh, pops a pint. A, a pint. Yeah. Just, just booze. Yeah, just have a pint, and then you're better. <laughs> You'll become. Wouldn't that be good? You become stronger via pints. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's you've got to take the rough with the smooth, in that you become slightly more ill coordinated. Hmm. But um, you know, there's a, there's a sweet spot. So you want to lose control of your inhibitions and your judgment. And also gain huge physical strength. Well, not completely. As I said, there's a sweet spot. Right. That three pints. I'm I'm sort of pints of strength. (laughs) Do you think Popeye ever gets halfway through a can of spinach and goes strong enough now? Yeah, that's enough for me. Yeah, probably. So we'll save it for later. You know, he's perhaps uh, uh, Bluto has only placed olive oil in a mild amount of peril. And he knows that back at home later on that evening, yes, he's got to unscrew a particularly tight washer or something like that. So it just has half a can, pouches the the, the remainder of the half because you know you, it's time to tight, mm. cost of living. Yeah, he's got to he's got to pinch the pennies. Yeah. So you know if you save half a can, you kind of assess the strength required for each task. Mm. You can you know you can half can it. Which is a phrase. <laughs> to half can something. Yeah. I'll half can that. Yeah. I'd pick right. as my strengthening food just lots of like small plates, like sort of tapas. Right. Sliders. Yeah. <laughs> Sliders. <laughs> and like nachos and just, but like a, a lot of it. What? So. You'd have to have a lot of them to just lots get of small a good plates. Amount. So they provide a the the increment of strength that is provided by a single slider mm. is is not very much, none, none at all. But combined with the other small right, plates, so twenty of them. Then so it's there's there's no step there's no yeah. kind of stepped. If I just have a, you know a couple of sliders and some no, guacamole, fuck all, fuck all. Right. If I have a bit of everything, right? Okay. So here, buffet. Here you have to have a buffet. <laughs> Buffet. Buffet's the full, good. The full, the full spread. Yeah. Did you leave anything out? So in the cartoon where I'm the Popeye figure, right? I go, oh, I need to rescue olive oil. Yeah, but Let you, me just... you haven't, haven't had any of the cheese football. <laughs> has, it, has anyone got a paper plate? <laughs> then I just walk down the buffet, a couple of sausage rolls, maybe mm. some pate on a bit of sort of toast. So you're mostly becoming strong at weddings. <laughs> yeah, weddings and funerals, and. Um, uh, sort of large local events. Have you ever been... Have you ever gone into a pub of a, yes. an afternoon Yes. and um, there's a spread on and you've discovered that um, it, it's catering for a funeral, well, mm. for a wake. Mm. Not many people showed up, so it's now free game. Oh, no, that's never happened to me. <laughs> 
it's a unique cocktail of feelings. Right. I mean, you know, happy. I can have, by the looks of things, quite a lot of sandwiches if I wanted. Mm. Sad, because a life, <laughs> a life has passed without making enough of a mark on the world to clear a, clear a tray. Mm. Yeah, that's. I think that's the definition of mixed emotions. Yeah. Free sandwich. Yeah, two, two emotions. <laughs> two emotions riding side by side. Do you ever get that feeling, um, just a, a craving for a food that you can't quite place? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I had that several years ago, and uh, I was sort of. <laughs> so it feels like it's going to be a fascinating story. I'm strapping in here. Well, I was just going. What do I want? What, mm. what is it? And I realised that I was um, pining for the pate at my grandmother's wake. Wow. Mm. Did, what, what was what was in it? Do you know what the? Uh, don't know. Just right. very specific pate in the very specific seventies pub that my mm. grandmother's wake took place in. Oh, that's the sort of extra bit of loss that her passing holds for you, and that you oh, yeah. know you're never going to be able to get that back either she's she's or a, define it she's a dear part of my life yeah and also <laughs> who do i ask about that party <laughs> they're probably dead as well yeah, by now it could be yeah it could be what was the pub called i don't know uh, my uh, grandmother was a publican um uh, mm. the, so the pate might have died with her that was her last gift to you well i don't think break she... out I don't think she made pate, died, and then they went, well, this will go to waste, so we might as well use it for a funeral. Yeah, pop that out. <laughs> She'd been retired for my entire life before oh, the funeral. So that had been in a locker then. <laughs> <laughs> Last will and testament. Open the safe. <laughs> I did find it odd that at the end of the service, the uh, the vicar said, "We now commit Bessie to the flames." Mm. Everyone, please do have some of the pate. <laughs> um, any strong feelings about hog roast? Well, um, as a, a big fan of Kent. County Cricket Club mm. growing up um, the former captain of Kent County Cricket Club Rob Key mm -hmm. a, uh, a a man notorious for having a slightly red face and being one of the more rotund players to play for England mm -hmm. uh, in uh, 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 yeah in cricket every year uh, he would have a birthday hog roast, oh. uh, and it was a dream of ours to to attend. Not mm. necessarily to have any of the hog roast, but just to see how much Rob Key would would pack away. Do you think there were several hogs? A personal hog. Yeah, I think there was a, there was, yeah, there's a party a, hog. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's there's one for the serfs and then a sort of private particularly particularly nicely glazed <laughs> hog. <laughs> Is this just taking the piss out of a man because he's fat? No, I don't think so. He had a he had a sort of 
an air of a, a, a man out of time, a sort of gourmet, gourmand king kind of vibe to him. Like a sort of how the aristocracy used to show their wealth by yes. eating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he also you know, had big ruddy cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like a very old school, like cricket player from a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. I've got a picture of him on my desk at work. <laughs> In place of, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's obviously a bit of a Tory cunt, but <laughs> well, he's a cricket he's player. He's a cricketer, yeah, yeah. Do you look at that whenever people look at their families and particularly stressful days at work? Do you just turn and give him a glance? Well, no, because I've got a picture of a nice tapir just next to that, so I tend to look at that. Okay. <laughs> You've got lots of lovely things to look at. Yeah. What other things have you got to look at? You have a nice picture, isn't uh, I used to have a, a picture of the two fat ladies over which I had uh, written the slogan, Believe in Yourself. Printed that out. Would you like to explain what the two fat ladies were to our younger listeners? Uh, they were a couple of um, uh, larger ladies who were chefs mm-hmm. who would travel around the country in a um, motorbike and sidecar. This is for television. Um, not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, well, it's, it's said that they wander the roads. <laughs> Like sort of, and, and then stop into <laughs> the last monastery in Lincolnshire and make them a, a potted hare, and then yeah. in the middle of the night they steal away. It was like that, but it was filmed. Hmm. Um, there were, I think, they were both alcoholics. Keith Floyd era, yeah, but slightly post Floyd, I think, or right. well, I mean, concurrent with Floyd, but uh, after his sort of heyday, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, probably both raving Tories as well. Yeah, but I think I think younger people have grown up in an environment where cooking shows are either um, someone eating something that's genuinely dangerous to eat, mm. or in a sort of man versus food kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or um, uh, everyone in a, like an eighteen-year-old who works in a restaurant for his granddad because he has to, being called a cunt because he doesn't know how to organise a fridge properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the the Ramsey School of, mm. of cookery shows. Whereas it, it used to be somebody who looks unwell, yeah, uh, going around drinking a hell of a lot and demonstrating to you exactly why they look the way that they do, <laughs> and then getting behind the wheel of a motorbike. Yeah, whilst whilst cooking something yeah. for um, a monk or a nun or some choristers, mm. or or in the case of Floyd, uh, a number of um, very unimpressed. French women who tell him <laughs> tell him in French how much they fucking <laughs> detest and consider it an insult what he has just done. Yeah, TV chefs used to take like a dressing down from yeah not just other chefs but like members of the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, but somewhere in an ivory tower in TV land, mm. somebody was sat there going, "You know what would make this better?" Yeah, Keith Floyd called that old woman a cunt. Yeah. Knocked it out of her hand. It's raw, you cunt! <laughs> Floyd shouted a monk. How fucking dare you, <laughs> Brother Anthony? <laughs> Have you been having too much of your Trappist ale, you fucking drunk, <laughs> disgusting disgrace to the fucking Church of England? 
You should go out there. You should go. You should go to the tower where the bells are, and you should get one of those ropes, and you should loop it around your fucking neck, and get one of the other brothers to pull the bell so that you rise up as an example to the rest of these bald twats. Who made this? No one owning up. Yeah, I'd take a vow of silence if I was responsible for this absolute shite. I would have at least expected the wine to be good. Gordon, if you are listening, or if any of your people are listening, we are willing to sell this idea to you for an inordinate amount of money. Gordon Gordon Ramsay's convent nightmares. (laughs) And you can, you know, you can kind of, you can have a sort of jallo horror element to it as well. It's raw! <laughs> Cook the body of Christ, you fucking idiot! <laughs> we don't store meat next to the relics! I would, I would enjoy um, uh, Gordon Ramsay getting into a debate around this kind of nature of transubstantiation on television. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Sort of directionless rage because he sort of he knows what he feels about the food, but mm. he, he he is aware of sensitivities around religious issues. And he's just sort of going purple, mm. not really knowing where to turn. Yeah. I mean, the temperature at which the wafer becomes Christ, if there is such a. I don't know. I'm not sure of the mechanics behind it. If you want a fluffier Christ, leave the wafers in for longer. <laughs> I think the way that series ends is that Ramsay accidentally gets converted and leaves a quiet and peaceful life with the monks. That would be good. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be very good. I think we might have to keep this as a sitcom idea. Yeah, yeah. Put that on the back burner. Furious chef <laughs> goes into a monastery to tell them that their cunts gets converted. I mean, you'd have to do quite a lot of contextual work to explain why why any of this was happening. But... Well, they, they need more religious programming, and people don't yep. yeah, 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 want yeah. to watch it, so yeah. they make it a cookery show. Yep. That's and it. then, you know, you could sell it to different religions as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he, he could uh, he could meet more and more religious figures and, and tell them what for about the... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon Ramsay's Mandir Nightmares. <laughs> This is the worst pasta I've ever had, Your Holiness. <laughs> You're watching Hell's Gudwara. <laughs> this is the worst bagel I've ever had at 4am. <laughs> That's a joke about one very specific yeah. shop in London. <laughs> Our two guests in this episode are Andrea Hubert and the actor Simon Kane. That's true. I can't dispute that. That's absolutely 100% true. And you'd love to dispute it, Andy, but you just can't in this instance. No, no. I, I, I wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Absolutely not. You can find Umbridge. You can find Andrea and Simon on various forms of social media. Um, uh, Andrea is a brilliant comedian gigging all the time. Uh, Simon, uh, you can listen to the episodes of John Finnemore's Souvenir Programme on BBC Sounds. BBC Sounds. Simon is in, uh, and he's in a very good episode of the sitcom Ghost. Yeah, you'd probably have to watch some of the other episodes of the sitcom Ghosts to... But that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Just see if we care. 
Yeah. I don't give a fu- bloody fuck what you do. I don't give a flying fuck yeah. whether or not you've seen ghosts. This is raw. <laughs> <laughs> Padre. <laughs> So <laughs> that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Hubert. Hello. And Simon Kane. Hello. Thank you very much for agreeing to explain a few things to us today. Thank You're you very so welcome. much. Yeah. Very welcome. Very welcome. Exactly. Um in the time that uh, myself and Andy have been alive. Uh, we have come to learn something of the following three things. Popeye. A hog roast. Birmingham New Street Station. <laughs> Fantastic. These are three things that we know about. Excellent. And we'd like you to explain some other things to, okay. uh, to us. Um, Andrea. Yeah. In one minute. It, like in one minute, as in I've got 60 seconds, or in one minute's time, or we all just sit here? 60 seconds. Oh, 60 seconds. Okay, sure. Uh, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> Andrea. <laughs> in 60 seconds. In 60 seconds. <laughs> Could you please explain to us who Typhoid Mary is? Your one minute starts now. Well, Typhoid Mary is this girl I went to school with. Um, <laughs> and, and it was, what school? Yeah. Oh, um, school of ballet, obviously. What's ballet? Ballet is this kind of, uh, it's like, um, like a rickshaw dance what? that people do. You're, uh, you're raising a lot of questions here. Yeah, What's a rickshaw? A, a rickshaw is kind of like a, like a ribbon, uh, which is a sort of a, uh, I guess, a kind of um, a length of tape, which is a kind of a... Could you, could you put any of these things in the context of either Popeye or Hog Roast or Birmingham New Street Station? Yes, definitely. Um, do, pop- do that then. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Popeye mm-hmm. is a, a sort of a condition that you get when one of your <laughs> eyes is really infected and it kind of bulges. We, we know who Popeye is. Oh, right. Oh, and I, I've, I, I've misjudged this. I, I've, I've, not, I, I mean, I've not seen Popeye come out of anyone's eye. Oh, no. that's so... No, it's a real condition. His arms Yeah, normally big. it's both eyes, but with Popeye, I'd assume just one eye. Okay, so you is know it, who's the real... Is this spinach related? No, it could be. Your time could is up, I thought you didn't know so who much. spinach was. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> That was that was an awful lot of information. <laughs> I think that was an awful lot of half information. <laughs> yeah, um, I panicked. The ribbon is like a tape. <laughs> I'm in full panic mode. What, what you what what you've um, <laughs> well, Typhoid Mary is a girl you went to school with, mm. Mm. and you mm. went to ballet school, um, which is where you learn how to put a ribbon on a rickshaw. Quite right. Absolutely correct. Okay. I hope that all becomes pertinent <laughs> later on in the yeah, process. Yeah, hopefully we learn more about that going forward. Simon. Hello. Could you please, in one minute, explain to us uh, who magical Mr. Mistopheles is? Your time yeah, starts, time starts now. now. Um, do you know the cartoons Popeye? Do you know? I've, we know Popeye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and he's in cartoons in Australia. He's, he's a sailor man. Some yes. of, well, that's a song, and he sings, and some of the Popeye cartoons the sailor man. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so um, there is a form of entertainment using real people. Um, Re- which real also, Popeyes? Uh, no, real people like <laughs> you and me, and yeah. The, so not like Popeye. Right. Uh, not like Popeye. No, there's and uh, that's a musical. And could you could you called, could you explain the main ways in which you and I are different to Popeye? Uh, we are real. Popeye is a cartoon, uh, a drawing, 
a moving drawing. And anyway, Magical Mistopheles <laughs> is a right. cat in a musical about cats. What's and a cat? Cats are uh, smaller animals, which are like if you imagine smaller a person, than what? Smaller than smaller what? than people. And all on all fours. Uh, yes, all of them. Domestic cats are. What, do, what's are, a, what does domestic mean? Uh, around the house. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Okay. That, that, that felt a bit more um, complete as information. Yeah, I mean, not as broad a range of things. Offended. Yeah. Uh, Very offended. In, <laughs> Andy, could you sum up what we've learned about uh, Magical Mr. Mistopheles? Yeah, so um, Magical Mr. Mistopheles, uh, in common with Popeye, uh, sings a song. I believe uh, Popeye is is not real, whereas we and possibly magical Mister Mistopheles are real, but he's also a cat, <laughs> uh, and that is something which, if it's domestic, is smaller than us, but also has the possibility to be larger. But the in another but, context, but you'd have a small one in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know what a house is, but maybe that'll become might, apparent. Might crop up. Thank you, Simon. Thanks. You're um, those are some people that we were interested to learn about. Um, okay. We'd like to learn uh, something about some places. Lovely. Um, Andrea, in two minutes... Oh, my God. Could you please tell us where and what Disneyland is? Your time starts now. Disneyland is uh, a place... Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, ...that is larger than Birmingham New Street station by a great deal by a great deal could you give us a sort of magnitude i'd say it's about 600 million times the size of uh birmingham new street that's uh, that's That's a feast for the brain do you understand numbers because that's no 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 so it's 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 many many birmingham new streets larger than birmingham new street if that makes any sense how many platforms oh that well now that's a question because you've got digital you've got um Oh, you've got you've got social, you've got all sorts of platforms how many, for Disney. How oh, many, you've got the TV channel Disney Plus. How many W. H. Smiths do they have at Disneyland? Yeah. They don't have any W. H. Smiths, which is not something I thought you knew. But um, they, well, it's they've in got Birmingham it's New in Birmingham Street. Street. Oh, Station. certainly it is. Yes, yeah, certainly it is, and a very lovely one it is there too. Um, <laughs> I, I would say they haven't got any W. H. Smiths there, but what they've got is they've got mm. large. Um, They've got people yeah. dressed as furry animals. Cats? Do you know what animals are? Some are cats, no. not many. I can't think of a single one that's a cat, if I'm completely honest. But there's okay. lots of dogs. There's um, there's lots of princesses. That's a human woman. It's an animal. Mm, yeah, it depends. Uh, if it's like someone going, I'm a princess, then yeah, sure, she can be an animal. But um, what, <laughs> what is the difference between a person and a princess? Oh, great question. One has a lot of money and the other one may have a lot of money or not. So we understand money as being something that you use to get things from WH Smith at Birmingham News. That is absolutely correct. Or get correct. a hog roast. Or, or get a hog Well, yeah, it depends. But if somebody's nice and they're just doing a hog roast, say, at a wedding, then you just get a hog roast and you wouldn't have to pay for it, you see. What's a wedding? Exactly. What's a wedding? What's a wedding? My mother's asked me that so many times. She's, she normally goes, when's the wedding? What do you be able um, to sum it up in 10 seconds? Yeah, sure. A wedding is when a princess says, it's my special day <laughs> for like the most of the time and the man just stands there oh god that's not feminist of me Thank your you. time is up Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. you have in a roundabout way explained to us that uh disneyland uh is a kind of huge train station <laughs> uh populated by dogs and women trying to get married <laughs> I would say that there's parts of that are very true. 
Hey, there's definitely dogs there, and there's definitely women who'd like to get married there. It's a it's a massive train station full of dogs and women trying to get married. I don't see which part's not true. Well, well I'm, I'm, that's we, really good. We we yeah. are not equipped to counter that in any way. So. No, thank you. All right, thank you, thank you Popeye. Well, we don't want to. Um, no, we're we're not Popeye. Oh, sorry, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm the weird one. There aren't one. that many insults you'd understand that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not sure if I'm Popeye is an insult. Yeah, Just true. briefly, Simon, what, what is an insult? Uh, it's when you call someone something that might hurt their feelings. And what, what might hurt um, uh, Popeye's feelings, for example? He's a person we know about. What would hurt Popeye's feelings? Uh, how many eyes have you got? <laughs> or- I'm under the impression he only has one eye. And yeah, Popeye. Maybe he'd want two. Popeye, or maybe he's just squints. Popeye has like one closed eye. Mm. Or you might say to him, "Call those muscles." Yeah. yeah. Or he what's up with the arms? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those tattoos are the shit, mate. Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> your your <laughs> wife's really rough. I can see why you're never on the sea. <laughs> yeah. Some sailor. So it's it. Pluto's it, more attractive. Are you than going you to are. the shops? <laughs> it's, oh, what it's, a sailor activity! It's, it's placing less value in the things that they hold dear. Correct. The, yeah, the it's trying to... to shake their worldview up by yeah, either saying the things they like are rubbish or pointing out that they lack things that they love. Yeah. Those are two ways. Correct. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like we're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. And uh... well, with with that role that you're on, uh, Simon, in two minutes, could you please explain to us what Cumbria is? The yeah. Time, time starts now. Um, it's about the size of. 600 million Birmingham stations. <laughs> so it's, it's sort same, of in the same realm as Disney. Yeah, Park, it's full know. of dogs and people wanting to get married. <laughs> Cumbria, uh, so it's very similar uh, to Disneyland. But it, it, it occupies a different part of the globe and I think it's also more naturally occurring rather than being the vision of a single artist. Okay, um, we're getting... So, so, right. so, so Cumbria came into existence... Well, it came. Um, I now um, I forgot. You know about hog roasts. What's the best? So Birmingham New Street Station is a place that existed because someone built a place to serve a specific purpose. Right. And then there are places like Cumbria um, and countries which existed because a bunch of people lived in the same area for long enough to um, go. What area is that? What area is what? Cumbria. Cumbria. It's an area in the British Isles. What are they? The British Isles. The British Isles are um, a, a land mass that we live on. So, right. So, a lot of people. A, a lot of people lived in a certain bit of the British Isles, and that became Cumbria. Yes. And a lot of dogs lived in a, the same place, and that became Disneyland. That- <laughs> uh, no, Disneyland was actually you made said, by someone else. Who was who it made by? Uh, Disneyland. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to tread on uh, my teammates. We just want. We just want to learn. Uh, it was made no, by no, Walt you... Disney. Hence the name. Who's Walt Disney? Walt Disney was a filmmaker and artist and uh, businessman a uh, uh, hundred years ago who uh, made lots of films and then wanted to make more stuff and just uh, made stuff. Uh, so he's he's a man who organised it. But yeah, Cumbria. Whereas Cumbria is just sort of like 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 most places, just a place that kind of was a that is a place. Okay, um, do you know what a place is? Because you like you know what people are. So does, it's one of those. Does Disneyland have a purpose? Yes. It what does. is it? Uh, well, one of its purposes is to keep going as a business, but its main purpose was to create uh, a vision of the country the guy lived in based on fun fairs he'd been to. And very very quickly, what's the purpose of Cumbria? Uh, places don't need to have a purpose. 
And I think Cumbria is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Simon. You're welcome. <laughs> I really enjoyed how that ended. Um. <laughs> you forgot joy. <laughs> it, Disneyland and joy and happiness. To all who come happy, to this happy, happy, happy place. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and don't ask what's joy because I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Andy, um, would you like to sum up what we've learned about what Cumbria is? What's the point? <laughs> Thank hey. you, thank you, Sam. Thank That's you. All right. Thank you. All the information is useful. Sorry, I've made Andy sad. <laughs> there is no purpose, no point in Cumbria. <laughs> oh, you're going to get some comments. Um, we uh, one of the areas of the human experience that myself and Andy are keen to learn more about uh, is art, art and creativity. What is art? <laughs> Was sort of a question we're going to ask you. Oh, great! Yeah, great. Um, we're a slightly more focused lens. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great format. I love this. Andrea. Yes. Could you please explain to us in three minutes Yes. what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Could you please explain to us what happens in the film seven? Your time starts now. Okay. Um, I think behind the scenes... Brad Pitt and Gwyneth were sort of getting to know each other. What's behind the scenes? Yeah, great question. Behind the scenes is like real life versus in front of the... mm, In front of the camera. What's a camera? It's a sort of a... a, I was going to ask that. uh, (laughs) A machine that captures... It captures what you're doing in the day. So, like, film, you, you, you know, like that watches you. It's a machine that watches you. It, wa- it, during it, watches, the day. it watches you during the day and sometimes at night uh, and sometimes when you don't even know it's on. Um, what times does a camera not watch you? When it's turned off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are cameras all around us. So it's watching. There are cameras all around us. Yeah. So they're watching you pretty much all the time. But sometimes it's for a specific purpose, which is, say, art. For example, a film. But you mm. said that behind the scenes was when you weren't being, being watched by cameras. But now you're saying that cameras watch us all the time. Oh, that's true. You know, do you know what? You're absolutely right. That is tricky. But the cameras that are watching us all the time mm. only serve a purpose. Uh, like it's allegedly security. But is it? Is it? Do you know what I mean? But in terms of Um, making... What's security? Yeah. uh, That's a sort of catch-all concept which is designed to make us think we're safe when we're actually being watched. Do you understand? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) How would we become safer by being watched? Well, that was what Gwyneth said when in the film... Gwyneth Paltrow, one of the stars of the film Seven, um, eventually. Uh, can I do a spoiler? A spoiler's okay. We don't understand what they no. are. It means that I'm about to tell people what happened in the movie. So if they're listening and they haven't people. seen it, which they should have done, will that make them less safe? It will make them less safe, but it will make them angry with me if they haven't seen the movie. And I don't like it when people are angry with me. Why not? Anger. What's anger? That's when someone's like looks at you and they're just like, oh, gross. And why don't you like it when people do that to it, you? It hurts my feelings much in the same way as if it were an insult. Remember insult? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you tell Popeye I mean, like, uh, like, how much time do I have left on this one? Because I, would, I just want to sort of conclude with Gwyneth head box. That's what I want to say. Gwyneth's it, head's in a box. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow is one of the stars of... The... I didn't say star. I said actor. No, you did say you star. star. Well, I want to say actor. Okay, what's an actor? <laughs> an actor is a person who pretends to be a person. <laughs> <laughs> and tells a story that is not their own. Why? For the entertainment of other people who may or may not also be actors, but want a night off from just thinking about anything. 
Do you see what I mean? How do you take time off thinking about anything? Oh my God, meditation really works for me, but <laughs> others might just sit in front of a film. Right. And uh, in uh, 14 seconds, what happens to Gwyneth Paltrow? She dies horribly and Brad's really upset. And uh, what is the manner of her death? Head chopping off. And what's death? Death. What is death? <laughs> what is death? Yes. Oh, that's, that's, that's what that's... we're willing to allow you more time. Oh, God. okay. To... What is death? Death is. Uh, <laughs> death is no... not loads more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death is nothingness, depending on whether you believe in God or not. Okay, so to, for the purposes of the ex- exercise, yeah, I do believe in God. <laughs> what are you five? <laughs> <laughs> no, t- t- uh, twenty-four hours. <laughs> Thank you, Andrea. In um, in three minutes, you've told us that what happens in, in the film Seven uh, is that, well, Seven, Seven was created... Bear in mind I've not seen it. Seven was created by Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. in the moments when they weren't being observed by, for security reasons. And what happens in it is that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow... Uh, loses her head and meets God. I mean, I don't know if she met him or her. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> so you know what God is? Yeah, yeah. No. I noticed that no. one too. Oh, okay. I yeah. noticed nobody said, what is God? Like, well, so we, we have limited think. time to ask <laughs> questions. Yeah. I mean, we were we trying to come to grips with what death is first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, Simon, yeah. In, uh, in three three minutes, could you please tell us um, what... Nighthawks by Edward Hopper is. Your time starts now. So you know Popeye's a drawing? Yes. Um, well, what is a drawing? No, a drawing yeah. is something, is, is uh, an image that you make with materials. What, um, what materials? Well, any kind of materials that leave a mark. And that mark anything that leaves a mark. Anything that leaves a mark, yeah. Could it's you give us some be. examples? Uh, Nighthawks, the painting by Edward Hopper, or the film Of materials. Popeye. Of materials. Oh, that paint. leave a mark. Which uh, what is paint? Has, it it, uh, it leaves a color. Uh, do you know what colors are? Mm. We've sort They're of like, we've uh, seen them in the W. H. Smith like in Birmingham every, industry. Yeah, and yes, exactly. If you go to W. H. Smith, you'll see felt tips and colored pencils and things that leave a mark that you do a drawing. So with. things that look different. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, things once 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 left on a surface. Ideally black. <laughs> uh, Anything that looks different yeah. once left on a surface is a color. So if I if I were to if I if I'd been to the hog roast yes. and I got a hog in a bun yeah and I were to put that down mm-hmm. that be a painting no because uh, it's not uh, you haven't used paint right right that would be that yeah that would that's like be modern an installation yeah. right Sorry. okay the material okay. Yeah, yeah the materials matter so uh, like a painting will be would it be uh, a two dimensions which means <laughs> flat hmm? would it be a hogging because hog, uh, hog is the material. You that's... could call it that, and no one can stop you. But <laughs> it would it would Good. be more useful. It would be more useful to call it an installation because then that noun can be applied to other things. If you make one thing and then just give it its own name, it's not very useful to talk about. Right. So it helps to kind of band it in with some other. Yeah. To to group it in with other things right. that you can give the same name to. But uh, uh, why does why do we insist on this? So we could talk about stuff like we're doing now. So I'm, it's it's about explaining enjoy. things to people in terms and joy, yeah, Keep like forgetting toy. So so we could talk about we could explain things in terms of other things. So Nighthawks is a 
painter by Adrian Hopper's a painting and it's people in a restaurant like you might get at Birmingham New Street Station. But it's Wasabi? Uh, yeah. Although this is not in a station, this is in a street, and it, I think it's quite there's there's not many people in it. What's a, so what, it what's a, we, a we know what New Street is. What's a street? Uh, what do you know? So New Street, you know, as a just as words. Or it's do a you train know station. Got Smiths. Got it's Wasabi, a location. Got... It's a it's a road with buildings on. Like like lots of New Streets. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. Like that's that's what a street is, and you're, it's what Popeye walks down when he's going to the shops in the cartoons. Um, <laughs> to buy spinach, presumably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You'll often see likes, character yeah. depending on the age of the cartoon. Some of the, the later Popeye cartoons, he's just walking down a street, and mm. yeah, the thing that the cars are on with buildings it's in the desolate. We have we have yeah. wondering where everyone's gone. <laughs> we haven't yeah. seen we haven't seen all of Popeye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we learnt a lot about. Art there. Yeah. Would you like to sum up what we've learned, Andy? Absolutely. Um, so uh, art is something which is made when you use a material to change something. Um, so uh, put a, perhaps putting, we love that. putting paint beautiful. on a surface, mm. um, putting a hog roast <laughs> on a surface, but it helps people to um, consider the art which is in front of them if it is grouped with another set of art, and it's very difficult to consider art in isolation from other art. Thank you very much, Simon. I'm happy with that. Um, I feel that was bloody profound. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Myself and Andy are aware that things existed before myself and Andy. 
and we'd That's like. Very good of you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, well brought up. Well, joy. Well reasoned. <laughs> yeah, joy. Don't forget joy. <laughs> Never forget it. Um, I am. It's come up so many times. I am very briefly going to have to drill you, Andrew, on what joy is. Oh yeah, jo- uh, joy is something out of reach. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hear that and make it a core part of my personality. Oh, don't think yeah. I haven't. Um, yeah. Uh, something uh, that we would like to know about Andrea in three minutes is uh, what the Aztec Empire was. Your three minutes start now. Right. Um, the Aztec Empire mm. was the kind of pre-Disneyland Disneyland. Would you say it's more similar to Cumbria? Would I say it's more similar? I think think if you put Cumbria together with Disneyland and added a dash of Birmingham New Street Station's vibe, you'd come somewhere close to the Aztec. Did you say? And a bit, oh, definitely Hogros. 1.2 billion Birmingham New Street stations. (laughs) That's really big. Yeah, no, it's very, it it was big. It's a long time ago. How and long ago? How long ago? Oh, now I'd say 600 million years. So um, like one of the early Popeyes. One yeah. of the very early Popeye uh, sort of places one with streets or, or jungles. I can't remember if the Popeye, Mel Gibson film if Pop- very well. If Popeye were there <laughs> yes, and he were going down one of the streets, mm. what would he be on his way to buy? Oh, <laughs> um, I'd say some form of jewellery. Or perhaps a scythe. What's either of those? Uh, Jewellery is sort of something you use to adorn yourself in a peacock fashion to make yourself look more attractive. Would that be to make yourself art? Yes, that's exactly correct. Wow, I love what you just said. That's amazing. if If I got some hog from a hog roast Mm. and put it in a bun and then adorned myself with it, is that then art? Yes, one hundred percent. That is art. I, it's not good art, and it's not art. But that I a would. Lot be, of people, but I would be more attractive if I um, had part of a hog roast on me. I, I mean, to hungry people, you definitely would be. <laughs> What's hungry? Hungry is when you want the hog roast inside your body, Why? rather than outside your body, so that your body fills up with hog, and then you are f- <laughs> hogful. To what end? <laughs> To what end? Oh, um, then your body will turn the hog into... It will just remove the hog from the Mm. body. So you put things in. How are you putting it in? Through the hole in your face. Okay. Right. At the moment... Oh, sorry, the largest hole in your face. Right. Okay. Yeah, like Popeye with spinach. That's, I mean, yeah. And and who comes and removes the hog? Oh, the hog just comes out by itself later on. Um, Does it... Does it reform? I really regret this. Yeah. Uh, it, does, it does. It reforms into yeah. uh, a different kind of hog. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then it comes out in a different kind of a way. Are we still anywhere it, near the Aztecs, does, does by the, the thing, way? So <laughs> how, because I feel like I don't want to be culturally but, insensitive, what, but we all shit, don't we? Yeah. Via what process does the, the hog... <laughs> So the hog reconstitutes itself outside of your body. Does nice that then make word for a twenty-four-hour-year-old? Does that then make whatever it comes out on a work of art? Well, oh, now that's a great question. I would say yes and no, mostly no, Helpful. but potentially yes <laughs> if you're in prison and that's the only your time materials is up, you've Andrea. got to Thank work. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Andrea. We appreciate appearance of the concept of prison at the end. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I was thinking, so I was thinking of smearing things on walls and making a kind of an art, you know. Well, we might learn more about that in the future. Um, <laughs> Andrea, what's future? You've uh, you, you've taught us that uh, the Aztec Empire, oh God, is like a massive Birmingham New Street station where people put hogs inside them and then they're removed and become hogs again. Mm. And. And Popeye goes there to purchase either scythes or jewellery. <laughs> Whatever scythes are. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. I feel, I feel, do I feel okay about that or have I offended people? No, I you said something about cultural yeah, insensitivity, but we don't have time to go over that. We don't have time for that. Two lengthy words. Yeah. Um, Simon, <laughs> could you please tell us what happened when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars? Your three minutes start now. Well, you've just said. Well, we don't understand the context for any of those words. Okay. Will Smith is an actor. Right. The above. Uh, a, 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 sort of a Gwyneth Paltrow type. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah, an, an entertainer. Name two of, ways in which he is similar to Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, he has appeared in films and, and films are ceremonies. Films are something which you come up with when you're not being observed by a camera. Well, uh, they're, they're, they're works of fiction normally. Uh, no, no. Films, from what I understand, films are when you're being, when a camera is looking at you, but not for security purposes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually right. Really good. Yeah. And recording it and and turning that normally into some kind of narrative or story, a bit like Popeye, but with people instead of drawings. Um, I think we talked about this. And um, to draw attention and to this, people give each other prizes who work on films every year. And they say, when you say work on films, yes. So there's there's more than just cameras mm. so people operate the cameras them. and decide where the camera points right. and what's in front of the camera with art so they will like make things like sets but and, if people and costumes but and if, sides and jewelry. if people decide if, if it's people <laughs> dis- i mean i have so many questions if, if if people are deciding where the cameras are looking at yeah how, how are they how do the people observing people with cameras how are they observed for security purposes uh it's not for security purposes so cameras were originally uh there to record well anything moving and now uh oh you've done it now (laughs) i think oh have i what have i done anything moving anything (laughs) moving yeah elephants getting electrocuted cats boxing i mean like you could (laughs) really make a film of anything for for the duration of the film being made does this mean that it's insecure um (laughs) well yeah i think i think part of the point yeah i don't think there are many security cameras where you get films made because the people making the film want only the what they want recorded sent out, and they don't want loads of other. They don't want to necessarily be recorded making the thing that they're recording, and they give each other prizes. And what's an uh, elephant? An <laughs> elephant is you know a hog. Yeah, I should have brought this up with cats. Mm. Uh, it's bigger. It's, it's a bigger it's animal. A massive than hog. Alive. It's a massive hog with with uh, accoutrements. It's a living hog. Uh, yeah, a big, big, big living hog. <laughs> and ele- what's electrocuting? Electrocuting is when you kill something by uh, running power through it, uh, like lightning. Um, <laughs> like maybe what Popeye emits when he's going through a transformation. <laughs> so so, so give, wow. sometimes like well, when Popeye spinach. eats spinach yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then he bends it's his arm of, and white, you see a bit of his arm go up and sometimes like, you'll see an image in that arm of like dynamos like, yeah, generating like stuff something. They're producing electricity. Yeah. So 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 because I know nice. we, we've got a yeah. br- like, like uh, you, you know. Uh, be, like being dead is when your head comes off and you meet God, but 
the electrocuting sort of. electrocuting is a different <laughs> way of, of <laughs> killing someone of, of making something dead right so why um, why would you do that to a massive hog uh to, to, because some people wanted to well because you're a bit weird in the brain and you think you've you don't know what people want to see maybe they'll want to see your time um, is up thank you okay. Sam. <laughs> the current wars <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good. <laughs> Sit on that. Andy, yeah. would you like to sum up what we've learned about when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars? Well, we've had one term defined. Uh, <laughs> uh, Will Smith. Will Smith is, a, is an actor much like um, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, who appears in films, which are things. I mentioned prize giving as well. Uh, but I don't have that linked to any of the other words. Then that he we... said, "What's an elephant?" And it yeah. all got. We, we were looking for more context on the prize element, yeah. but we did learn about um, some films are created to sort of reenact bits of Popeye, and the other ones are for security purposes. Yeah, and then electricity is something which appears in Popeye's muscles when he's had some spinach. Yeah, and you can pass that through an elephant. Which is a sort of big hog. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't. But the purpose for for no, doing that no, is, is unclear. Yeah, no yeah. true. Thank you, Sam. Thank um, you. There are so many things to learn about. We'd like to ask you about a few more. Um, Andrea, in two minutes, could you please explain to us what a marionette puppet is? <laughs> Your time starts now. A marionette puppet mm. is... I think probably a lady who really wants to get married yet again. <laughs> like, but she wants to marry Annette. <laughs> Only right. another woman called Annette. That's like all she wants. Yeah. And she's not, so she's not a princess. She could be on the day, but probably not up until then. Right. Yeah. Would she go to Disneyland to find Annette? I mean, God, I imagine there's lots of people called Annette at Disneyland. It would be... Why? Mm. Well, because there's a lot of people called Annette and there's a lot of people... Are there? At, yeah, at, at Disneyland. So. I've watched Popeye and no one in that's called Annette. No, no that's true. That's true. Term. No, Olive but oil, let's say you were at Birmingham New Popeye. Street, right? Yeah. And you walked around and you started screaming, Annette! Someone would eventually turn around. Someone would turn around. Some lady right. would turn around. Do you think that would be because they were called Annette or for another? <laughs> what a great question. Yeah, no. A lot of people would turn around who weren't called Annette right. as well as somebody who so was how called So how do you sort the, I've heard this phrase, uh, the wheat from the chaff? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if the wheat is Annette and the chaff is just people who are terrified of you, I don't know the answer to that question in this scenario because okay. I think it would be difficult. If I you went to come and shouted Annette how many people would turn around I'd say similar amounts I'd say well, it depends on which part of Cumbria like if you're just in the middle of a field then there's not that many people around but if the you're dogs sort of, sure dogs and dogs don't know uh they might be called Annette but they wouldn't be able to be like I'm Annette because dogs can't speak English I don't why think. not I, I just I think they're lazy uh I think they've never tried to speak English so dogs no yeah no need really. dogs they, can't speak English or they can and they just choose not to oh, yeah. why yeah well because because that's where the power lies isn't it in the silence power lies in silence power lies in silence like if if, if I just carry on talking and you two just sit there in complete silence Thank right? you you've got the power <laughs> feeling so powerful Andrea, yes. In two minutes, you've explained to us that a marionette puppet. 
his... Oh, puppet. Yeah. What did you think I said? Oh, no, nothing. It, like, I was just... I, I just got so excited. Well, it's someone who wants to marry whatever that is. Mm. Someone called Annette. Yeah. And they might look in a field for them. But they wouldn't be rewarded in that instance. Yeah. And Due if, to the paucity of Annette's in a field. <laughs> and if any of the dogs in the field were Annette, they would keep that to themselves so yeah. they had power over her. Yes. Those bastard dogs. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome. Thank you very You're much. so welcome. Um, Simon, in uh, two minutes, could you please explain to us uh, what a mime is? Your time starts now. A mime is someone who mimics or imitates things. So a bit like an actor, but mm. now the name means more someone who acts without talking for power. <laughs> so right. mimes are very powerful. My, weirdly, they're not powerful because okay. it's hard to tell a story if you're powerful. So Popeye <laughs> is, for most of a story, will not be powerful. So the story can happen, and then at the last moment he'll eat something to make him powerful, so the story can end. Right. But if you're powerful at the beginning, no story can happen. So mimes tend to play quite lower status characters who never get power, so they can just bang on. I think we, I think we need to sort of nail down what power sure. is. <laughs> yeah. So Popeye becomes powerful through eating spinach. Yes. So there Which t- is why before, like, his adversaries will pick him up. Yes. But then he'll eat the spinach and he'll be able to pick them up. So power is the, them. the ability to pick, yes. pick people a, up. A, and, a, and it's derived from two possible sources, spinach or silence. Uh, spinach <laughs> or silence and other sources. Okay. What other sources Well, power people are always looking for electricity. Yeah. Uh, but, but people are always looking for sources for power because it's useful to pick things up and move so things about. When, when you electrocute a massive hog, yeah. is it then powerful? Uh, yes. Even in death. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Because the other thing what is, do you mean? is di- well, the other thing is dying. <laughs> so uh, in a way, it, it's seen as quite a symbol of power if you kill something. But uh, we'll okay. about mimes. Yeah. Okay. So the transfer of power. So are you powerful when you become dead? No. Is being dead a position of power? Unless you have like a particular story that people associate with you. Death is a good way to end that story that keeps that story going. Is there a word for people who die with a good story? Yes. What is it? Popeye. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, um, in building our understanding of what a mime is, um, we uh, have been... I certainly have been led to believe that if a dog were to withhold from you its name, it would be able to pick you up. If it was an accident. (laughs) If you're an actor and trying to tell a story. Okay. <laughs> and wanted power. Right. And if you uh, gain power but die in a narratively satisfying way, you become Popeye. And are you powerful in death? No. Okay. Some are. But your story is. That's not of any use to you, though. Well, not to you, but to others who but, come after you, yeah. for sure. I mean, so an elephant gets electrocuted to death. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. Mm. Who then uses that? The newspaper. The people ah. who filmed it. For what? To sell. What? <laughs> to, to sell tickets to, to come and see the film. And then me. the other people will come and watch it. Yeah. And they'll watch the elephant get electrocuted and they'll go, oh, I've seen an elephant get electrocuted. Mm. 
and it's at that's the, killed the pinnacle a couple of, of hours, <laughs> and now I'm closer to death. And that's so death of, is a goal. I mean, it's an inevitability. This is exactly. All, this is all very confusing, <laughs> but we appreciate the information. Thank you so much. In one sentence, what's a newspaper? A newspaper is a almost obsolete form of sharing news with the world. Thank you. Thanks. We'd like to know more about the things people do. <laughs> oh, God. We haven't got that much time. Oh, you do things. <laughs> Andrea. Yes. In two minutes... Can you please explain to me what scandalising a vicar would be? <laughs> Your two minutes start now. As a Jew, um, <laughs> uh, I imagine. Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. What's a Jew? Oh, wow. Oh, this is a tricky one. Um, mm. A Jew is a human person. Uh, not, really? Not a demon. Uh, <laughs> with no horns at all, mm-hmm. who um, belongs to an ethno-religious group of other human Jews and okay. um, has a lot of stories and films made about them, some accurate and some very, very weird. Okay. Could you... What What, what makes a story about the Jews weird? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'm glad that it's me, a Jew, answering this rather than a non-Jew. Let's see. What makes a story about a Jew weird? Uh, Well, for example, a recent story about Mm. a Jew Mm. I found weird because they popped a nose on Bradley Cooper when they could have just left it alone. Who's Bradley Cooper? He's an actor. Mm. So he's a sort of Gwyneth Paltrow figure. Yeah, he's similar to Gwyneth in many, 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 many ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In that he's alive and And, an actor. And and, and given that uh, 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 Gwyneth Paltrow became dead when her head was taken off... So that's taking a part of the body off, off makes you yes, dead. Yes. If they put a nose on Bradley Cooper, did that make more him alive. more alive? It, uh, well, I think he came alive in front of the cameras more with the nose mm-hmm. for some. Mm-hmm. For others, it was a little bit like, uh, did they really need to make him more alive? He's already a very good actor. Mm. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And uh, that's what a Jew it, is. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, and does, does putting a nose on make somebody more Jewish? I like so personally for me, I think it makes them less Jewish, but mm-hmm. trying to be more Jewish right. in a really weird way. So more alive, but less Jewish. Does it make them more alive? They come alive, maybe if they feel like they're really into it. Do you and see in, what I mean? And in ten seconds, what's a vicar? <laughs> oh, a vicar! <laughs> a vicar is a is is very much not a Jew. Right. Your time is up. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Bradley Cooper without the. yeah bradley cooper but with no extra nose or maybe i don't know because i don't know what vickers do these days i haven't slept with one in years (laughs) i just i'm out of touch with the whole vicar thing you know well i mean we've learned lots of information sure um i I, I don't necessarily want to delve (laughs) (laughs) no i'm have no concerns about that Happy to delve. <laughs> scandal. W- w- oh, we forgot about the scandal. Well, well the, w- would you scandalise a vicar by putting a nose on him? I don't know that he would be scandalised so much as a bit like confused, like what are you doing, why are you doing it? 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't know how to scandalise a vicar, but we understand that putting a, a nose on Bradley Cooper was quite weird. Scan- Only to me. Like, some might disagree. That's very fair mm. of you. Yeah, I think it's I think it's bloody fair of me, actually. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and, and scandalising is a reaction beyond asking what you're doing. Yes. Right. Scandalising is more towards the insult vibe of, of before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so Popeye would be scandalised when you tell him that the sea is rubbish. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd be scandalised to to hell and high water if you said the sea was rubbish. And and he, just just to clarify, is Popeye Jewish or? Um, I I don't know. I've not seen him take his trousers off. So <laughs> why would that matter? Uh, it, it wouldn't. <laughs> it's just a bit of info for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We're allowed to do that, right? Sidestep. Sidestep foreskin. You know, if we don't know how it's connected to anything, we can't. Yeah. Well, no, it's, sometimes it's not connected enough. <laughs> what, makes, what makes you do it? <laughs> or not. Or just American. Just American and, and, and very clean. Or like slightly desensitized. It's hard to say. I'm not a man. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> well, one of many questions we have. Um, Simon. Hi. In two minutes, could you please explain to me what I would be doing if I were to infringe somebody's employment rights? Your two minutes start now. I'm not. So, so do you know the concept of employment? No. So, if you have a job. Uh, do you know what a job is when you do work for someone for money? To, uh, do you know what money is? Yeah, you, you exchange things from New Street. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Pens. Uh, is, so is, you, is being an actor a job? Uh, yes, it is. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but it's a job that involves often not working. And uh, so, yeah, but it's a, you, you, when, when you do work, you're working for someone for mm-hmm. money. And um, because people need money to live and buy hog roasts and eat spinach and stuff. Yes. Um, the, going back to power, I yeah. suppose. Uh, power in terms of status rather than necessarily something that gives you the charge you need to throw someone over the side of a boat. So there's um, different kinds of power. Power, Yeah, yeah power in oh, terms yeah. of who... Uh, yeah, who controls the, what other people do? Obviously. Picking up, picking <laughs> up, people. but also just like telling you to do something and then you do it, uh, whether you want to or not. Right. So without f- physically lifting you. <clears throat> yes, and okay. so a job might, in- and often, yeah, often will entail you doing something you might otherwise not want to do, but you're doing it for money. And what, this what, is a power what, that a dog doesn't have access to. Um, what? To, no, it's normally employed as a tool of power. Um, if it's any relation to power at all. What, what does Gwyneth Paltrow have to do in her job that she doesn't want to do? Uh, for example, take her trousers down. Um, she might <laughs> to not see want if she's to do Jewish. that. Yes. <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't mention Jews with power because I really don't know how I would have... Uh... I don't know how I would have handled that bit. So yeah, uh, she <laughs> and might. And don't you dare ask. Not well. Yeah, just turn, get get up early to go and be filmed in front of the cameras. Um, and uh, yeah, also just become famous because sometimes you can be very powerful if you're famous, but also everyone feels that they can relate to you, so you feel less powerful. Um, Thank you, Sam. Thank you. There you go. Right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even mention Weinstein once. <laughs> Andy, would you like to sum up uh, what we would be doing if we were to infringe someone's employment rights? Yeah. Um, so, we're, uh, we're, well, uh, it, it's it's got to do with power 
and jobs. Gwyneth Paltrow's job is to get up early and go and be in a film. Mm-hmm. A, a dog does not have the power to make her do this. But dogs are often a but tool. But can be used to make her do this. <laughs> <laughs> In an ideal world, sure. <laughs> and if you were to use a dog to do that, then maybe that would be an infringement of her rights. I don't know, frankly. Thank you, Simon. Also, she hasn't acted in years. She does goop now. Is that a job? <laughs> she thinks so. <laughs> okay. Um, myself and Andy have use of the English language. Hello. <laughs> but not an understanding of it. True. So we'd like to understand more <laughs> about the English language. Come to the right people. Yeah, I've got a degree. <laughs> I've got a degree. Yeah, and I I'm speak fine. it. <laughs> Andrea. Yeah. In two minutes, could you please explain to me what I would mean were I to say, shiver me timbers. <laughs> Your two minutes start now. Right. This is a tough one because I'm not of the seas. Um, but... My understanding Mm -hmm. of the phrase shiver me timbers is something that a sailor such as Popeye Uh might Mm. say when surprised or stressed. What would surprise Popeye? What would surprise Popeye? (laughs) Yes. Um, Like, say, if he went down to the shop and there was no spinach to be sold because it had run out because Bluto had eaten all of it. Yes. uh, He would be surprised and then he would be angry. Right, and he would say, "Shiver me timbers." Mm, I, I mean, I don't know if that's the first thing he'd say, but I suppose what's the first thing you'd say? Speculate. <laughs> what's the first thing he'd say? He'd probably say, "Oh my God, there's no spinach." Right. Or, now I know a little bit about Popeye, and I don't think that's really how he communicates. Oh, oh so you suddenly you're telling me how Popeye would communicate? Yeah, Popeye's one of the three things Popeye. that we know oh, about. Fine, yeah. Fair enough. What do you think he would say? Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, 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 ugh. Oh yeah, yeah no, I think that's he might say no. shiver me timbers. I think he might say shiver. Or maybe like okay, so maybe shiver me timbers is more like if olive oil comes along and he's like, like she's looking particularly fit that day, and he's like, oh, shiver me timbers. What does particularly fit mean? Just like very beautiful. Okay, uh, what what <laughs> qu- what quantifies that? Um, In the just, context of just olive if oil, she's, if her face is glowing more than usual. <laughs> how, much, how much does her face glow usually? It's hard to say in a cartoon, but I'm going to go with fifty percent. And if it so was at half brightness, uh, yeah, I'd say she's almost always at half brightness, like all women. But um, <laughs> but on a good day, if you've had some good news, hmm. you glow a little more. Like what? for example, I had some good news earlier, hmm. and I glowed up right. so much more than I would, would her, have. Would what? her face get brighter if she were to take her trousers off? That's, that is a question that only she can answer. Why? <laughs> because I don't know. Your time is up, Andrea. Thank you very much indeed. I don't think I've ever thought this much about Popeye, ever in my life. I think in his higher register, he'd say shiver me timbers. I think He's he got might, the two yeah. registers. Well, maybe it's the sort of thing. To, uh, as far as we understand it, um, uh, I would say shiver me timbers if I went to a shop and they'd run out of spinach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's, that's yeah, the, as a sailor, but we don't know if there's any other context in which I'm it might sure be a useful explanation. Or if a woman was, <laughs> or if a woman was looking particularly fit, yeah, <laughs> and glowing at full yeah. mast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say shiver me timbers if I knew a woman and her face was glowing more than usual, yeah, fifty-one or above percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, really suitable, and that's good yeah. advice for life. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you. Advice is is what we need. I think. Yes, thank you. 
Simon. Thank, thank you. No, no, thanks. Absolutely, I my really pleasure. Like thank you so much. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good vibe. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Simon. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. In two minutes, um, could you please uh, tell us what the phrase, the ends justify the means, means? Time starts now. Sure. Um, I'm guessing you can sort of have an idea of what it means. because nope. no. Well, okay. So we talked about stories mm. and, uh, and narrative. They're and better if someone's dead at the end. Uh, sometimes it, it makes for a better story. Sometimes, um, so the so for a story, people want stuff. That's normally how stories work. Someone wants something. Spinach. So spinach. Or well, no, spinach is normally the means to the end, which is to be strong. Uh, but for example, so spinach. No one cares if you eat spinach. It's fine. No one. Uh, no one is Bluto scandalized. Does. Well, he's more. Uh, yeah, he cares because uh, Popeye has power. That's what he doesn't want. But if instead of eating spinach to gain power, Popeye had to eat a baby, say, people might go, well, I don't want to follow the adventures of this baby eater. Because it would kill a young life and eating babies is seen as wrong. Uh, But Popeye would go, but it makes You're willing to go on record. (laughs) Well, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. I don't want this taken out of context that I I think killing babies is wrong. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, I think I... So... The, it's all very Jonathan Swift, right? Now. How would a vicar feel about <laughs> yeah. this? The manner in which you become strong matters to people. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. uh, so people mat- prefer it if you eat spinach to babies. Yes, absolutely. On the whole. On the whole, mm-hmm. yeah. So what, uh, yeah, th- there's an idea of dividing your, the, your actions and your consequences into a period of time and you go, okay, so this bad thing happened, but at the end... This better thing happened, so the bad thing is fine because the better thing happened. Right. And so, so it understands that that's the end of that story, but actually things keep going on. Having strength is not better than. I think so. For example, like there are eleven babies that Popeye wants to save, but in order to save them, he requires a strength that would be amassed by eating ten babies. What? What? So, what would he say if he went to the shop to buy a baby, and he went and there were none there? Would he say, say shh? Say, shh. <laughs> yeah. in a and higher then he register? Just hoped that someone was glowing. What if he, he needed to be strong, and he went to the shop, and they didn't have any spinach, but they did have one baby? <laughs> Well, does he have to they, say they, well, for, for the purposes of this thought experiment, that's not enough. Okay. So it's Your time all, is up, Simon. Thank, thank, you. thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I loved it. I love all that baby stuff. I love babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so attaining strength is good. Mm. However, if the route to strength is via a baby, specifically consuming a baby... That's, that was an example. That's not okay. Specific. Spinach is spinach is a a, a means, a preferred means. Yeah. To the, to access the ends of power, a baby is is, is, is sure. not. Yeah. yeah. But so, so yeah. non veggies. I think could. even like I'm not a vegetarian, but I still wouldn't eat a baby. You right. wouldn't eat one baby to save ten babies. No. Interesting. What if so compelled... all eleven babies would die? Well, I'm not killing the babies. Somebody's got a dog. Yeah. And they're trying to make you eat the baby to become strong. Would, big, big dog. Would them having yeah. the dog give them more power to make you eat the baby? Yeah. How many dogs would they need to have? <laughs> Depends on the size of the dog. Could you give us a sort of... Yeah. Compared to a hog. 
Um, between between cat and elephant, how big does the dog need to be? Well, me specifically, I think I would like to think I would rather let them get to work with the dog than submit to eating a baby. But I don't know my I don't know. You never know until you're right you never there, know until someone's you? threatening you with a dog of some specific size to mm. eat a baby, whether or not you're going to. You well, I, 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 look, I look forward to hopefully seeing this play out in the future, yeah. and we can. Get, oh, I'm giving you a bad get, impression get, of this get, scenario. It's get, something you want to avoid. Well, now I want more concrete data on how you would behave because mm. we want to learn. You can't. Well, Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Andy. Yes. At the end of all of that. Who do you feel has provided the most <laughs> satisfactory explanations? Oi, that's difficult. Um, I thought we did. I thought we were working as a team. Uh, the fa- fantastic yeah. um, explanations from from both of you. I think. Um, mm. However, I would say that, given the the understanding of, of of narrative and power that we have gained from Simon, yes, I might have <coughs> to um, say that Simon has provided the most. So Simon's got the power. Satisfactory. Oh, excellent. Well, um, here's what I think. Um, I, I think... What a powerful thing to say. <laughs> I, I, I think... We've taught them well. I, I, I would say I think Andrea gave us some more sophisticated explanations. However... Ooh. Real breadth to your explanation. How, however, wonderful. given what we've just learned Simon is potentially capable of doing, mm. it's probably worth saying he was better because that may give him some small power in some some way and he won't try and acquire that power via was other very means conscious yeah. that i was talking to two babies throughout yeah, that yeah, entire yeah, conversation yeah, exactly, so totally. um uh, put the baby down okay so to avoid the potential consequences um simon thank you thank you very simon. much Silence. Good game. Counts. Good game. Good game. Well, yeah. Good game. And uh, andrea thank you very much oh, no, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you thank you thank you thank you yeah. Um, would you eat a baby to get power? I wouldn't eat a baby to get power, but I would eat one baby to save ten babies. Hundred percent. Okay. He's meeting that's ex- God. Huh. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. And again. Well, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> You have been listening to Born Yesterday, featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show, and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.